0: Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upstanding gentlemen that sponsor this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey.
1: Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches.
0: Wow, but Polypuck listeners are in luck, as you're all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheapskatehockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase
1: cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing you can proudly wear
0: are you ready though?
1: what like the first song on the first corn record?
0: Yeah, well, any anytime John Davis talks. Anyway, hello and welcome to episode 43. I'm John. This is Cam. We are, of course, the Holy Park Podcast. We are the best source of hockey news, views, and abuse. My good friend, we are on the internet. We're killing it. Cam, how has your week been? You're obviously dialing in from home. It must be pretty good.
1: Yeah, I actually worked from home today, which is pretty great. You know, dad life, things like that. But that's good. I actually found I was more efficient because I removed my commute. And then the time I would normally spend commuting, I actually work. So it's like my employer actually got two more hours of work out of me today.
0: Wow. So they got 10 hours.
1: 10 hours of cham. That's
0: 10 a hours of cham. cham sitting at home in his undies.
1: You know how our tagline is Hockey News, Views and Abuse, which is actually really accurate. I wonder if it could be amended next season and it's something about emotional rant-fueled banter. Because that's probably more accurate the longer we do this.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like every time we talk, we're just yelling about something that we hate or disagree with or have, like, like a fucking typo in, a, in a, an article that we both read or something. Like, I feel like well, we just generally pick on things that are annoying.
1: And that's good. Well, I was, think, I was thinking about this because we received a lot of positive feedback last week um, and from both, you know, personal friends and, and you know, friends that we had before the show and then people who have started listening to the show and we chat too. Um, the universal... Feedback appears to have been last week was by far our best and funniest episode where we had Bert Haynes on and it was a really good interview. And then you and I just kind of winged the content a little more. So we, we've pretty much agreed that that's our direction moving forward. We're gonna be loosey-goosey and we're just gonna we're gonna have a few dot points and we're gonna run with it and just just rant.
0: Yes. Well, Cam, let me start by saying I agree with you. You have a phenomenal haircut and I do more importantly, I feel like the loosey goosey style suits us better. But, I mean, I, I guess obviously the interview last week was great, so in case you, you have not caught up yet, please go and listen to episode 42 where we ca- catch up with Bert Haynes from uh, the New Zealand Ice Blacks. But, I mean, more importantly, Cam, I feel like the just general shit-talking vibe of the show has started to kick up a notch, um, particularly over the last few weeks, as we've got a little bit more loosey-goosey, a.k.a. we've gotten lazy with the run sheets, which has freed up your time and my time to just talk shit. Well, I,
1: I feel like the more we adopt the man yells at cloud philosophy, the funnier it is.
0: Well, I feel like that's what so we're we really good at. So we stick with that. That's, that's our natural, that is our, our 100% natural state of being. Man screaming at cloud, a.k.a. man yells at TV. That's us. That's what we do.
1: Oh, 100%. And pretty soon it's going to, you know, just further disintegrate into man hitting groin by football. But uh, That's cool, man. That's just your journey.
0: Yeah, that's that's our journey, to be honest. I mean, this week I was, I was legitimately... I was man yells at TV, like the Caps went all the way to, to California and lost all three games, which is fucking spectacular. Nice work, boys. Huge. And so it was Huge. me screaming at the TV to the point that I'm like, fuck this shit, and I'm going to go get KFC because I'm now depressed and I'm going to eat my feelings.
1: But you beat Minnesota today, so that's cool.
0: Hey, yeah, it was great. We,
1: before we jump into it, though, I actually had two things I wanted to talk about really quickly. Um, the first of them being... Given that before we start every week's episode, we actually say to each other, like, oh, are you ready? Okay, cool. Let's start. Maybe we should email Korn's management and see if we can secure the rights to use 20 seconds of blind. Are
0: you ready?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel feel like everybody over at least 31 would really appreciate the intro. Uh,
0: Sidebar and respect the sidebar. No. Why not? (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's, you know what? I'm sure John Davis would be down. Isn't he like... A Flyers fan or something?
1: No, God, no. They're all from, like, a remote little farming community in California. I can't imagine they know the first fucking thing about hockey. Yeah, true. Hey, here's a good corn story for you, though. When I was in high school, uh, myself and, you know, my oldest buddy to this day, we were in a really great cover band that did a hell of a lot of uh, corn, Limp biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, and fierce Factory covers, so that's pretty awesome. <laughs>
0: Uh, very fitting too by the way because we you know we're all about that life.
1: Well, did <laughs> you say you've got the life?
0: I did not say <laughs> I've got the life. I, I but I I I knew I I just set it up so you can knock it right out of the park, you dickhead. I appreciate I appreciate that so much. That's okay, man. This is what I do. Anyway, let's kick off this week with a little bit of Torts watch because I mean, obviously Columbus have gotten hot again. They're only a point behind the pens. Uh, things mm. are obviously heating up in the East in the in the Metro um, division of pain slash death slash lol. If you're uh, a team called the Hurricanes, um, but the rest, of the, <laughs> but in terms of Torts, he's obviously done well. I feel like him getting out on the ice and screaming at dudes has really turned his team around. Um, he's now probably not the most fireable coach in the NHL, but you know what? I feel like that that is worth still mentioning.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And look, the BJs are looking fantastic again. Um, today, they broke a franchise record. This is the most wins the team has ever had uh, in, in, in a single season for their, their franchise's um, short existence. So congratulations to all involved. And, you know, the coach you know the coach is held responsible when shit doesn't go right. And therefore, the coach should be reaping the rewards when it's going right. So, um, yeah, Torts is looking a million bucks. And as far as I'm concerned, my Torts watch, great time. Yeah, Way man. back into the Jack Adams conversation.
0: Yeah, and it—it's it so funny we discounted him when they uh, sort of shortly after the the uh, the winning streak came to an end. We're like, "Fuck it, he's done." But you know what? They're looking good. Um, they're hitting hard. They're looking great. Um, they've had a couple of fights lately, which have been unreal. Um, it's all looking good for them. And and more importantly, I'll mention it again: Torts getting out on the ice and screaming at cunts is top draw.
1: Well, a good on you for dropping the C bomb on the podcast because we don't do that very often. Um, Speaking of fights on the ice as well, very quickly, a sidebar. Did you finally get around to watching Ice Guardians?
0: Uh, I have not. I have not yet, but it's on my list. I've got a list of shit to watch next week, which is uh, a.k.a. John's got a week off week, so I'm going to knock that off.
1: Has John got a week off?
0: Well, I've got a couple of John days locked in, my man.
1: Wow. Yeah, I know. Get on board. So like in Superbad, it's walking into your townhouse. On your days off, if they had one of those black lights, it would literally be semen everywhere.
0: It's literally painting the walls, and there'd just yeah. be there'd just be undies and KFC boxes everywhere because that's that's my life.
1: John Jackson Pollock cartilage, awesome. Yep, get on
0: board. Hey, um, yeah, well, make
1: sure you watch Ice Guardians so we can have a little chat about it. There's a couple of couple of interesting little tidbits I feel are worth a discussion. Probably not the obvious tidbits that everyone's thinking as well. So you know, we can make that work.
0: We can. We can.
1: Hey, um, before we jump into our quick and not-so-shit hits, can I gripe about something very quickly?
0: And for, the, for those of you who are playing at home, that was a long sigh because I know this is going to be yet another five-minute tirade. But go ahead, Cam. Go right ahead.
1: That was actually really well-timed because it seemed like a plane flew really low over your house as you were sighing. So it was kind of like you had an 808 behind you. You were like, boom.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, ominous but like mm. in, a, in a northern suburbs kind of way.
1: Well, you're actually going to agree with me. So I linked you to a video earlier today, which was obviously a very proud, uh, I'm going to say parent or a young coach who was showcasing one of the seven or eight-year-old kids on his squad, putting in some pretty impressive on-ice practice and uh, I put it up on the internet for everyone to see. Spot on, kid And Cam. it was amazing. And great his vibes. Kid was seven years. What?
0: I said great vibes. Keep going. Oh, great vibes, yeah. I'm and it's supporting was
1: Amazing. You. He was He was tearing it up he was working his ass off and the thing i liked most about the video was the the positive manner he was being coached his coach was like yeah man do it you can do it you're nailing yeah, it you're keep doing a great job
0: it was it was good vibes across the board i was stoked but then and then but oh, then the, the comments <laughs> just you know what i feel like it's i don't know I, I think it's just the internet today right i don't think it's got anything to do with how good the kid was and and the positive vibes coming out from the coaching staff or parent or whatever it's just People will complain about anything on the internet these days. Doesn't matter if it's positive, doesn't matter if it's not positive. It's just people will complain anyway. That's just how it is, right?
1: It really fucked me off today for some reason. Though, no, I agree, were like, man. Oh, whatever. My, you know, I've seen kids train that hard in this part of the world as well, and this isn't special. And I would have done this, and I'm like, mate, I just deep dived into your Facebook profile, and judging from the rig you're running, I'm not confident you can even skate. Shut the fuck up. And throw these kids some positive praise and daps, you bitter, twisted old tricks.
0: Yeah, it's, it's so sad how people are just trying to essentially discredit a seven-year-old. If you haven't seen the video, we linked it um, on one, one or all of our um, socials today. So get in on and check it out. Um, yeah, it was, it was a kid in Alaska.
1: Kid in Alaska. You know, you know what it made me think I mean, of seven-year-old well? year old It dude. made me think of It made me think of that scene from Mighty Ducks 1 when the Hawks coach is spraying Gordon and he said, you're not even a has-been, you're never was. Yeah. And I'm looking at all these people writing off these kids and I'm like, none of you have done anything. Shut I know. the fuck up.
0: It's like, you're an actual dumpster fire as a human. How dare you have a crack at a seven-year-old? What are you doing? Yeah. will
1: someone please think of the children?
0: I know, but can someone think of some positive, like surely there's some positive vibes left on the internet. Like surely, oh my God. Just what? There
1: must be. Actually, you know, I just caught some positive vibes on the internet before. Now that uh, Eddie Lacy signed with the Seattle Seahawks for a season, a lot of people have pointed out that last year he finished the season weighing at 234 pounds, and uh, he showed up to Seattle weighing 267 pounds. Ooh. And there is memes circulating saying, we used to have beast mode, and now we have feast mode.
0: <laughs> and, there
1: is, and there is pictures of Eddie <laughs> Lacy with like a little piece of wood behind his helmet with a piece of string dangling a cheeseburger in front of his visor, getting him to run along. Whilst that's very mean, it's very funny, and I'm feeling quite positive about the internet again.
0: Yeah, well, see, it doesn't take very long to turn it around, but sad, angry comments, are downer, don't do it. If if you were one of the people that commented, shame on you, shame, shame, shame.
1: Don't tease seven-year-old Alaskan kids. Tease Eddie Lacey.
0: Yeah, see, again, divert your anger to the people that deserve it.
1: Exactly, exactly. People, pay attention. Anyway, look. Let's jump into some quick little snippets from around the league in the last week. Uh, today, here's one I actually quite enjoyed. I think this is a real win for everybody. The <laughs> Jets versus yes. Devils game was postponed <laughs> because there's some truly wretched weather yeah. uh, lashing the East Coast of the US. But what but does the that Devils mean? And Cam? their fans were stoked because they've been able to avoid another demoralized home loss. Yeah, so let's to avoid getting, getting fist fucked in public, the
0: entire Devils playing group of. Gl- let out a collective sigh of relief.
1: Imagine that's the point it's at, though. Hey, like, let's say who's a Devils player that we like? okay let's say you're Travis Zajac, Sajak. and you wake up in the morning, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah. Like, again, you, is, is there a is there yeah. a mercy
0: rule? Can we, do you reckon can do we... you Zajac and Henrik are texting each other, going, "Man, fucking 82 games is way too long." <laughs> They're fucking what way if, over it.
1: What if this happened? What if the NHL Devils right? didn't show up, and in their place, they called up the entire Albany Devils squad. And then the NHL Devils dudes just took a day off, and they were like, you know what? I need this. I can't handle another loss today. This isn't good for me.
0: Here's the thing. Taylor Hall would still show up because he apparently is the only one that cares on that roster.
1: Someone else was talking about this. It might have been the Puck Soup dudes, I think, because it sounds like something they'd say about how sad they feel for Taylor Hall, because he survived all those grim, lean years in Edmonton. He's a, he's a kid who truly believes in that this is a team I've landed on. For better or worse, I'm going to see it through. Yeah, and he
0: gives 110% and it, all the time. Like, he gives a fuck, right? He's the only person that cares. Yeah.
1: But then in Edmonton, it starts to come together, obviously, in the Conor McDavid era, and he gets <laughs> shipped off to New Jersey, and now he's basically back to where he was at the yeah. start. Like, he's <laughs> on a team that's going to take five years to rebuild. Yeah. By the time the Devils are in good, Nick. He'll get He's traded again. He's going to be on the back nine of his career, like brutal. And,
0: and he'll be traded again, and, he'll be, and he will start all over again while um, fuck it, while the Stars are doing a rebuild once they've come to terms with it or finally when the Canucks decide they're going to do a full blown rebuild and he'll end up there and be like, well, fuck, man, again? Again?
1: Nah, go, go one better. In five years, he gets traded to Vegas when they've accepted they've made a meal of it and it can't work. And they go, Taylor... Welcome to Las Vegas. (laughs) Average attendance, four.
0: And Taylor Hall's all like... I imagine Homer Simpson with like a... You know, more like Krusty the Clown steps out. You know, he's all like fat and he's got like three... You know, five o'clock shadow and he's like, fucking this shit again. Really? Oh, well. I guess I'm the other one on the four check again. Oh, well. Fuck it.
1: Poor poor Tay. Hey. Poor (laughs) Tay. Hey. He'll live. He'll live. He'll live. He's a good one though. By knocking off the pens yesterday in the shootout, no less, the Flames picked up their 10th straight win. Just so happens to be a franchise record, and by franchise we mean since they moved to Calgary. Correct. And in addition, they've set an NHL record because now four separate teams have had a 10-game winning, ten game winning streak this season, which is amazing.
0: It is, and um, I was reading an article today that Calgary are technically um, the best team of the NHL and have been for the better part of a month.
1: 2017.
0: Um, that's right. They are, they are, based on all the key offensive statistics, they are one or two in every single one of them, which is... Insane. Like, granted, the start of the season was not so good, in their goalie problems. But obviously, um, you know these guys are like, like Ben says, an outside ruffie for the cup this year. So, very exciting that um, hockey's doing very well in Canada this year. Do
1: you believe that? Do you think they're actually an outside ruffie, or do you think they're gonna? They've given their absolute all to get into a playoff position, and then it's gonna fall apart.
0: Um, I think you're absolutely right. I reckon they'll try super hard. It'll be like last year, you know, like they got there, everyone was super stoked, and then they kind of just faded away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so again, the question, Jack Black is right. Is it better to burn out or fade away? You know?
1: Oh, good reference. Thanks, man. For those of you playing at home who don't watch a hell of a lot of movies, that was a high-fidelity reference.
0: I know. And the book's even better, by the way.
1: The book is better. I own it. It's fantastic. Me
0: too. It's phenomenal
1: oh uh, friends
0: friends fuck
1: so um emily benjamin penned a smashing piece on nhl.com today regarding um, andrew ference's new role he's got a sustainability role with the league um we love andrew ference he's obviously lent his time and money to a number of great initiatives in the past namely the pride tape campaign yes. so it's no surprise to see him good bloking it again make sure you hit nhl.com and um yeah check out the piece because basically anything that dude's involved with you know, it's going to be good. Good vibes. Good little bit of um, community give back. We're stoked.
0: Right in the fields, man. And, yeah, no, we'll link it in, in, in our socials. So, um, in other news, Mike Smith picked up his 33rd career shutout against the Avalanche this week, um, which is a franchise record for the Yotes. Unfortunately, nobody gives a fuck because it was against the Avalanche. Um, but, you know, good on them. Also, other hilarious news coming out of out of um, uh, Arizona this week. Um, old mate Shane oh. Doan colluded with a with, <laughs> with, with a teammate during <laughs> practice and got up looking well sheepish, let me tell you. Very, oh very God. sheepish. Here's the thing. Look up. It's practice. Look up. Well,
1: <laughs> we've obviously posted this on all our socials, as is everybody else who's interested in hockey on the planet. If you haven't watched it, please do. Please do. Oh, Warm my God. Doan's not wearing a helmet. He's looking over his shoulder. He's not paying attention. Bang. <laughs> runs into Jake Jacob Shakroon. they both go down like a sack of shit and Don looks legitimately legitimately hurt.
0: He looks like um, winded yeah. as fuck. Like I don't I don't know if there's any way to say it. Like he was oh, I I don't know if there's a like a way for a hockey player who's legitimately on the ice getting ready to start, for, start a game to be scared shitless but he was he looked scared shitless. Like oh my god. It was, it was a
1: big hit. Yeah, he looked really rattled.
0: Yeah, and like he got up. Like you could see the like, even though he had his back turned, you could legitimately see the exhale. Like, <gasps> like well, the even s- even
1: through his hockey pants, you could see his um the knees buckle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was I was gonna say his um his hip reflexment.
0: You <laughs> oh see my that God. give out. It's like, You're 92. Look up for Christ's sake.
1: <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, when I'm that old, I don't want to have anything to do with contact sports. Whereas yeah. old man Don's like, yeah, no, right on. I'm going to um, skate around and not pay attention. This is going to be awesome.
0: Yeah, heads up, Grandpa.
1: Oh, Shane. Hey, um, <laughs> do you remember that time the Canucks thought they had the Bruins beaten and then Brad Marchand scored a back-breaking third-period hat-trick?
0: Uh, was that yesterday?
1: It was yesterday. So I remember <laughs> it, as do you. And, it and was let mole. me start by saying it was fantastic. <laughs>
0: Oh there are so God.
1: many Canucks fans out there, either you know on our network, in other people's yeah. networks, just friends, just casual observers. But I love when this happens to them. I mm. love
0: it. I love it when they think they're going to win. They're Like yes, mm. I've actually. That's the funny thing is I've been there and I've witnessed it in person, and it's so funny. And they're all full of hope, and then they're like oh, another loss. Oh well, another loss. It's like it's it's and like it it's just it a couldn't whole punch. have
1: been any better because it was Marsham though as well.
0: Yeah. You know, what? I'm st- I've turned the corner on Marshy. I- I'm-, I'm on board. Anyway, He's a
1: guru, He's um, an absolute superstar.
0: I love him. I love him now. Um, you've turned ter- you've ter- me, Cam. I'm a legitimate fan. Um, speaking yeah, of yeah, dudes, we're a legitimate fan of Ekblad is out for seven to ten days with a concussion. Um, again, again, after a cracking hit by a member of the Bolt, um, known as Gabriel Dumont. He is now out for seven to ten days, which is obviously four to five games, um, leading into the end of the season. This is very rough, and this is his third for the season. Um, No, uh, it's not third for the the season.
1: It's his third concussion within his NHL career.
0: So, some are saying to avoid an Eric Lindros situation, they should sit him for the rest of the season, and I tend to agree. Cam, your thoughts?
1: Well, they are are a very rough chance of making the playoffs at the moment based on their recent play. Like They got a win in the last 24 hours, but prior to that, it had been pretty slim pickings. Um, I just think if you've got your superstar, twenty-one-year-old blue liner—you've signed him for a sixty-million-dollar, you know, long-term deal. Why risk another serious head trauma?
0: Yeah, let him sit um, out
1: in, in in a year that you've kind of blown it. Let him sit, shut him down. Um, like I was talking to—I was talking to a couple of friends a while back um, who are fighters, I should say. You know, one of them is an amateur fighter, and some of the other guys will fight out of their gym, fight professionally, mm-hmm. and they were telling me that if somebody you know, within their gym gets knocked out um, in any capacity. Um, they're looking at a six month layoff just before they can start having any form of contact again, because for your brain uh, and your head to properly recover from a serious concussion, it needs to avoid contact for close to six months.
0: Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Like that's why these, I, I, I think that they rush them back too quickly. Obviously the seven to 10 to 10, to ten a day, um concussion rule was brought in uh, what last year or the year before? Um, yeah, it's,
1: it's 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 not that age.
0: It's not that aged. So, no, it's yeah. it, so it's the precautionary rule they brought in to avoid um, rushing dudes back in. I don't think it's long enough, um, and I totally agree with the pundits out there that are suggesting that they need to sit him for the remainder of the season. Let's be honest, there's only twenty odd, oh, 15 games for some teams, even less for others. Montreal, of which yeah. they have, they Montreal and the Rangers have. Like 12 games left of the season, um, just sit him. They're not going to make playoffs anyway. Um, they're they're probably a little too far out to even really matter at this point. It's they're legitimately six to seven points out of it, which they've got to win three to four games on the trot to even be within the conversation. I think it's. If if it's coming down to the wire, you might think about bringing him back for the last game or two, but they need to sit him. Absolutely. Like, they can't fuck with him, especially being such a young dude as well. Let's remove
1: hockey from it for a minute. What about the fact that this is a 21-year-old man who could suffer a a, a long-term significant head injury? How about we just put his health first and say, you know what? Three serious head injuries by a very young age. Like, the dude's only legally been allowed to drink this year.
0: Dude, three let's, concussions um, in two. Let's, seasons let's sit
1: him down enough. and let's give him time to recover because not only are we thinking about his career, how about we want him to, you know, be able to actually have a long and fulfilling life past the age of 40.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, even more dangerous is the fact that he's only been in the season for like two or three seasons and they're trying to rush him. I, I would suggest that they need to let him recover at his own pace and seven to nine days we'll see them go be pushed out to only having around ten or so games left. The question needs to be asked by management, is it worth even bringing him back for those, you know, potentially eight games um, where they're not going to make the playoffs anyway? I would say no. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm. fuck the Panthers. I used to be all in on the Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. I don't like the way they do it. They're a bunch of backyard operators.
0: Yeah, man. If they bring him back, this is an official fuck you from us.
1: Yeah, take that. Take that, Florida.
0: Yeah, man. In other D-man injury news... Ryan Murray is out for four to six weeks after the BJ's blue liner broke his hand, blocking a shot against the Sabres. Ouch. My God, how many dudes have broken their hand this season?
1: Quite a few. So there you go, kids. Lesson learned at home. When your coach says defense first and block shots, just don't.
0: <laughs> just don't. Or alternatively, don't do it with your face or hands.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good idea, actually. Hot tip. Hey, uh, in, in more positive news, the Ducks celebrated the 10th anniversary of their franchise's lone Stanley Cup victory, which means... Big George Paros was out and about looking like a badass.
0: He was. That in itself is
1: cause for celebration.
0: It is it now. And that the day they were doing it, they touted up my boys 4-2. And let me tell you, it was upsetting to see in the period breaks the fact that they were playing all of the get around us, here's the team, and they were doing little uh, snippets of all the dudes in. and your boy Paros got the largest ovation.
1: Oh, is that because Washington's never won a Stanley car? Is that why that was particularly annoying?
0: Yes. Um, okay, cool. Moving on, you can have the next one because of the words alone.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So, look, like most of us, i deal league players. Yes. <laughs> uh I'm gassed after one shift. A Norwegian hockey game between Storm... Uh, this looks like the, the team's actually called Storehammer and the yeah. Sparta Warriors went for eight overtime periods. Top so, tier names, by the Store way. Storehammer. They emerged as the 2-1 winners, and apparently the game, like, just playing time was 217 minutes. My...
0: God. Yeah, that's pretty rough. in in anyone's in anyone's league. That is that is top draw stuff. I wonder how many you fights know, were recorded.
1: You know what? Both teams deserved a blue participation ribbon just for getting through that game.
0: Yes, I totally agree. In other dead shit news, Kevin Shattenkirk thought he decided to celebrate his his new birth in Washington by smashing Ke- uh, King's youngster, um, Kevin Gravel, uh, last week. His reward? It's not Gravel, suspension. mate. It's Gravel. It's Gravel. Get on board. I'd, I said that because I knew you'd do it. You, you would. Uh, you'd definitely go ahead and you know correct me to make sure that I was saying it correct. But you know what? It's gravel.
1: Oh, I hate you. Yeah.
0: Anyway, two games. He's back next. Uh, next game. Yeah. Anyway, moving on.
1: Look, two game suspension and the lost earnings is going to cost him a little more than a pizza and a six pack. But eh, he's a millionaire. Who gives a shit?
0: Who gives a shit? He's got great hair though.
1: He does. Speaking of green hair, <laughs> the Minnesota High School All Hockey Hair team did its thing this week. And again, thing of beauty, oh. hit our Instagram for all the best pics and all the links and whatnot. And make sure you do because I feel like a life that hasn't seen all of this and its scalptastic glory is a life not worth living.
0: I agree. I agree. Speaking of hockey hair, Carl the Hag Hagelin is out for four weeks. <laughs> um, Good segue. Well done. I know, right? Anyway, he's out for four weeks, but... Obviously, the Penguins, needing more offense, have gone off and signed not a NCAA scorer, but the leading NCAA scorer. My God. I oh, know, you right. What the fuck? Anyway, his it's name so is upsetting. Zach Aston-Reese. Zach
1: Aston-Reese Aston Ree- yes, Aston put on up ground. 70 points in 38 NCAA games.
0: My God. Like they need any more firepower. Apparently, he's a less look at me, look at me, Jimmy Vesey style, but and is a little more uh, uh, I guess, lo-fi in terms of your celebration and just general media. But that's good news. Um, good on them. But holy fuck, man. Do they really need to bolster their, their O-line? Like, for real.
1: Well, someone posted on um, on one of our pages today saying they actually went to school with him or maybe like one of their friends played with him or whatever. And they're like, yeah, he's actually a dude. So you yeah. see sick. So very happy for him. That's all, man. But come on, guys. That's not fair.
0: Yeah, I know, right? My God. Um and in, 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 in scoring news, because obviously at the start of the season we were talking about uh, reducing goalie pants size and uh, all other things goalie pants related, um, this, this week alone we have seen many, many games go at more than uh, nearly, more, nearly more than 10, 10 goals. But with the Carolina Hurricanes, that's right, the Carolina Hurricanes scoring um, eight goals to go lead to an 8 4 victory over New York Islanders, holy hell.
1: Scoring is alive and well, and for anyone to say that scoring is an issue in the NHL when Wire. you've got Justin Fork and like Jacob Slaven dropping like you know five and six goals and whatnot, like uh, yeah, I don't think you have to worry about scoring. League heavyweights, it's okay.
0: Yeah, man. Well, we had the we had the Oilers Stars game go to eight goals today with with the the Oilers piling on seven and Florida I, piled I, I on seven. I
1: just laughed. <laughs> it's amazing
0: And what an actual Pile of tyres that is on fire The stars are right now
1: Their defence is so bad Like I actually made a point I'm like right I'm going to watch this period Because I need to see this With my own eyes Yeah you need and to I'm, see how I, bad and, it is And I'm like right Okay <laughs> Cool They've they, they, they picked up Puck possession They're going to break it out now It's nope. all going to work let's, let's watch them go And they're like Nope it, it, <laughs> Nope It was like It was like a Benny Hill skit
0: It's like get it out Get it out yeah.
1: Nope it was it was like a Benny Hills kid. It was fucking embarrassing.
0: Uh, can you imagine imagine being Tyler Sagan or Jamie Ben on that team? Like literally they look at each other and they're like, Is this it? Yep, actually it is it.
1: They're like, cool, this is where we're gonna spend the prime of our career, huh? Cool man. Oh, stoked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Slash well, definitely John, not stoked. Every,
1: everything's bigger in Texas, including the losing margins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Losing by six in a game that you score one goal in is probably not in every hockey player's dream result category. Yeah. Hey, I'm yeah. going to drop a super
1: serious piece of news to round this out though. Um, Harrison Brown of the Buffalo Buttes has announced his retirement from professional hockey, signaling yeah. signaling uh, that the current NWHL season will be his last. And then he's going to commence his surgical journey um, as Harrison identifies as transgender and will be, um, You know, going through the the surgical and chemical journey that will uh, help him to become a man, uh, which he hasn't been able to do whilst he played in the NCAA because of all the performance enhancing capabilities within the testosterone treatments and whatnot. Harrison made history last year, first active transgender player to play in a professional league. So, all the best for your non hockey future. As Harrison has said, this is it for hockey, and I'm going to go and lead a very low key life with my girlfriend. So,
0: top draw. Good luck. Yeah, man. Top draw. Could have almost made it into the good news, but you know we salute him and and his endeavours. So good on him, and and I mean we we've been covering um, you know off and on this 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 story throughout story. the year. And good on him, man. Seriously, I we
1: big support. Well, someone someone's got to go over the wall first, don't they? And exactly. I think, yeah, I think he has done it well.
0: Exactly. Like they said in World War One, someone's got to go over the top first. Ugh.
1: Yep. Yep. Brutal.
0: <laughs> Tough but fair. Anyway, on to the good news. Um, yes. For those of you. Who want to keep on hating Sid? I think it's time to take a back seat and actually get on even, board. Even we stopped. Cam, Cam, you know that I have hated Sid forever, and that we softened last year. This year, we're all about it. We, we, we all we're, about it. See, we we started off. We, we if, for those of you who want to... if if you go back and listen to season one, particularly the first few episodes, we shit can poor Sid a lot, <laughs> and by shit can I lot. mean. We spend like there was one time where we like I think we talked about what we would like the ways in which we would kick him in the nuts or something.
1: I feel like we no. What we did was we <laughs> campaigned for everybody who had him in fantasy to trade him for Travis Zajak.
0: which at the time was valid uh, because he started the year <laughs> he started the year a stinker. And to be fair, yep. our boy Zaj- uh, Travis Zajak watch Zajak is an absolute ledge so. absolutely but for those of you who aren't aware um you can hate him all you want but get on board he spent some of his downtime um last week with um with young memphis savage who is he cam
1: memphis savage is a five-year-old boy in vancouver who's dealing with not one but two brain tumors and this wasn't some high and by bullshit visit either crosby spent close to an hour with the boy and his family um not common knowledge turns out sid spends a hell of a lot of his own downtime working in a charitable capacity he just chooses not to tell anybody about it because he's doing it for the kids, not for the cameras, which makes him a million times more impressive IMO because all you athletes <laughs> out there, if you go and do nice philanthropic things, but you, you make sure somebody's there to take a picture of it. Yeah, kind of self-serving.
0: Sid, yeah, he's doing it for the kids. He is. Sidebar, you know who else is doing it for the kids? PK
1: Saban. Uh, yeah, PK's a guru. We know that.
0: We know that. So um, he made his return to Montreal a couple of weeks ago and we, 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 we failed to cover it but I thought I'd bring it up off the back of this piece is that he went and visited the the kids at the hospital that he went to, you know he spent a lot of time at the local hospital in Montreal and made, built do. up a lot of relationships with the kids there so he went back there and he took uh, Mike Fisher and one of the other guys from, from Nashville and on his way out he was greeted with cameras and he said this is the only time a teammate has ever come with me to the hospital Holy hell.
1: Hey, just just to clarify, when you say he took someone else from Nashville, um, do you mean like a predator's teammate or do you mean from the T V series Nashville? Because my <laughs> wife is a huge fan of the latter. And if if, if he took someone from that T V show to a children's hospital, fuck I tell you what, I reckon that that'd about do her. She'd be in tears. She'd think that's just fantastic.
0: Uh, also, phenomenal call.
1: Mate, of course it's a phenomenal call. <laughs> Look at me. My barrel of laughs.
0: Your barrel of laughs. Oh my God. So, anyway, good on PK, good on Sid, all legends. Get on board, stop hating, stop the hate train. That's what this episode should be called. Stop the hate train.
1: We can call it Stop the Hate Train if you'd like. We haven't, at the time that we are saying these words, we have not yet entered it into the internet to set the words <laughs> as is. So, we can call it Stop the Hate Train if you want.
0: Hey, mate, also, phenomenal content.
1: Oh, phenomenal content. Yeah. I do, I do. I do think it's funny that you're saying stop the hate train, though, because I'm about to go on quite the rant.
0: Uh, Cam, let me start by saying, please begin. And let me right. actually, you know what? Let me. I, I'm going to lead off, and I'm going to let you do the ranting, all right? Because I know all that right. you're, I know that you're willing to go, and I'll, I'll lead you off. Um, so, right. for those of you that aren't aware, this week our, our our key topic that we want to talk about is the Vegas the Vegas expansion. But not who's going to be at the expansion, not who we think is going to be protected. Blah blah blah. It's not being televised. Why? Ridiculous. Why? Why God? Why aren't they doing this? The NFL does it to millions every year. This is the biggest expansion draft in, I don't, know, I don't want to call it, but maybe history. Cam, why does this piss you off?
1: Look, it doesn't take much to, much to piss us off. Doesn't take much much to piss me off as an individual. Dude, or a strong one pisses you off. However, let's be it's honest. quite obvious that a large chunk of our content is driven by us getting salty at the smallest of things. So it should come as no surprise
0: that we're cut the is Yeah,
1: the least, deci- yeah, that the least <laughs> decision around the Luminous Expansion drafts has left me one scratching my head and two cursing their goddamn names.
0: Why it is this is ugh. dumbfounding? Why aren't they televising it? This is something right. they they televise the fucking draft. I mean, granted, they don't televise the second day because, you know, whatever. But why this is the biggest event in the last, what, five years in terms of the league itself and the league at large.
1: This- I would say more, honestly. I think, I, I, I think the big like milestone wise, I think the biggest things that have happened for the league in the 2000s. So, so, let's say aside from the Wild and the Blue Jackets actually actually entering the league, yep. the biggest stories have been the resurrection of Edmonton hockey by Connor McDavid, yep. um, the resurrection of Blackhawks hockey via the you know the dynasty that they've they've you know, created in Chicago off the back of the the Taves and Kane pairing. That's right. Um, I would say the Bruins breaking their cup drought and yep. winning one after 39 years. Th- those have probably been three of your biggest stories. Um, Anaheim probably winning, you know, the first Cali Cup in 2007 yeah, was a big one. Um, but now, but, they've walked I mean, on... Those have all been on... performance-based have, things, but you know. They, so, so this, has been, something the, this has been is the so first cute. thing that's just come along, and they're blowing it.
0: Dude, absolutely. Like, this is this is such a monumental thing. Like, I mean, I don't even understand why they're not doing it. Like, the reasons that are out there are just ridiculous. The fans want this. Like, this is, this is a sport that has a great product it's picking up speed um it's getting more and more fans every year canadian hockey's looking great so it's bringing back a lot of old fans um ratings are up this is the dumbest time to to not broadcast something like this this is just ridiculous
1: well it's not just that they're not broadcasting the expansion draft itself they've made the decision to not broadcast it and they've made the decision to not publicly disclose the, um, the submission sheets that the team GMs can submit. So as everybody knows, you're allowed to protect X amount of players and then you have to provide a list of players on your roster that have been exposed.
0: But the fans will not And they're saying, not we're not going to do know. that
1: anymore. So basically, the construction of the Vegas roster, which we've been talking about since the team's announcement, um, and be it's behind, been talked about by hockey fanatics and Eurofans in Vegas and anyone looking to get around the team, Can't. Um, all, all of this is going to be done behind closed doors, which is ridiculous because it's not just the first hockey team. It's the first pro sports franchise in Nevada. Like if I'm the NHL who has now done what the NFL has not done to this point, I would be walking around with my dick in my hand saying we did it first and drumming up as much publicity as possible.
0: I know. It's like they're actively trying to blow it. But I mean, more importantly, they obviously are trying to protect, I guess, the feelings of the players. Here's the thing. You're a multi-million dollar asset. Get the fuck over it.
1: Well, yeah, look, here's the thing. The generally accepted answer as to why are they doing this is fear. And a number of hockey analysts, writers, media members have all said the NHL's collection of general managers is by far the most inept bunch of wankers
0: yep, they're all in shit.
1: professional sports, and Except they just AMG. don't want the general public to know. Like, NBA general managers, they get shit done. NFL general managers, don't. a lot of them get shit done. MLB <laughs> managers, man, the money coming in and out of baseball is mental. Yeah. They get shit done. But NHL? NHL general managers, apart from a handful of them, are fucking useless.
0: They're essentially like, they're a bunch of like 50, 50 60 year old dudes rolling around in sneens on the uh, week, <laughs> basically essentially having fun in the old boys club, essentially thinking we don't really need to do anything. Sup, Joe Stackic. You absolutely need to. You need to get on board. And the, again, the league needs to be forcing this on, on on administrations they need to be saying well we have the opportunity to strike this is one of this is a market which is currently untapped we have the ability to have a complete monopoly over off the, over this market everyone needs to get on board stop being dickheads
1: I'm completely with you like who fucking who are you big socks? like being caught being traded and generally not being given a shit about is part of big business it's I'm called professional, professional, sports. professional sports. So, sports if you don't like if you don't it. like it Hand back your six and seven figure salaries, get a job as an accountant, and and go play hockey in your downtime at your own expense at ridiculous hours, like the rest of us plebs.
0: Yeah, here's the thing: you are being paid to play hockey. It doesn't matter where. Get over it. Yeah, but I mean,
1: here's the thing: like it's something that we hear about all the time here in Australia because AFL players, which for our international listeners, the AFL is the Australian Football League. It's their own unique brand of football. Um, (laughs) The players and the Players Association are forever complaining about their schedule. Media access and a lack of bye weeks. So let me break this down for you. Yeah, dig. AFL season, sands playoffs. We don't call it playoffs, by the way. We call it finals. Oh. Fucking makes no sense. The final oh. is the last game, not the whole series. You turds.
0: It. I know. It's it's just ridiculous. So they only play twenty-two or twenty-three weeks, depending on the year. They have they only have one, they play once a week. Once a week, they have one bye week, um, and they and they get super super cut about not having three, which was when they took to the last EBA. Um, they have almost no media. Um, responsibilities the the media have um, the ability they don't have any abilities to to speak to them after the game they choose two players to send to the media scrum after the game for five minutes apiece and that's it whereas every other sport in the globe basically the the reporters are allowed into the into the the rooms like 30 minutes after the game and it's put online literally 36 minutes after the game for everyone to view. And well, episodes. you look
1: you look at this for a comparison, right? In the NBA, like LeBron James has <clears throat> 12 microphones and people crowding his locker 10 minutes after a game demanding answers. Yet, you know, Pleb X from the Geelong Cats doesn't want anybody in his personal space. Cool man. Who fucking who? Yeah.
0: So cool, that man. that
1: kind of worries me. Shit, I'm not going to cop that in the NHL. So let me say it again. You are paid an incredible sum of money to play a game. If your feelings get a little bit hurt, the coach X or team X didn't want you around, who gives a toss? Another team does want you and they will pay you very well to make the move.
0: Yeah. I don't, I'm not even buying into this hurt feelings crap either, man. I don't, I don't give a flying fuck. Like I, I, I think you, you've uh, hit the nail on the head here. I'd be really great to see uh a player survey and let's just say... I'm not
1: An anonymous player survey. And
0: let's just say that the, the results would be outstandingly positive and not a single one of them would give a shit who was protected and who wasn't because at the it end kind of the day, they're hockey players.
1: It kind of feels like the NHL doesn't realise when it's onto a good thing and I'll, and I'll explain why. Like the NHL All-Star game... Is the, is the most enjoyable all star game of the four major codes at the moment? Like, yeah, I the all star game stuff to friends who only watch basketball or football or baseball. And they're like, well, that kills the Pro Bowl and that kills the NBA all star game. It's getting great reviews and feedback. It's outdoing the NBA and the NFL in that space. So they're doing something really well there. And I hope to God that they continue to work with that. But now, in welcoming a new mm-hmm. historic team into the fold, they're actively choosing to lessen the publicity and the fan interest, which is just mind-blowing. So it's almost like they finally start to get things right.
0: And then they, they do choose something historic. to it. They get a
1: team. They've got, you know, the uh, the cheesier components of the game are ticking along. They've reduced fighting as they wanted. All the Canadian teams are on the cut. Like, everything's moving along how they would want. Scoring's up. The Canadians are coming good. The celebrity component's there and it's picking up. And you landed a team in Nevada, yet you're still going out of your way to fuck something up. Like I, I don't even have the words for it anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't even have the patience for it. You know, like this is—it's just silly. Like they're they're actively trying to remove any sort of media furor from it. And they're they're actively trying to reduce the fan engagement. Like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? And and what do you? Why do you think this is a good idea? It's like the, they're actively trying to, to fuck themselves over. I don't get it. I don't understand. And I, I feel like this has only got GMG him grinning because he can now make even more ridiculous moves and no one's going to know. And he can sit there and slime away in the shadows and nothing's going to happen. And at the end of it, he's going to be hailed a genius for pulling together a ridiculous team uh, based on the fact that the NHL was not even willing to... To produce a fucking um, press release for the whole thing. Um, it's just well, he's in, a, he's in
1: a win-win because let's yeah. say he's given a, a woeful selection of exposed players to choose from. The public will never know.
0: No, they like don't know he, who. They're...
1: He looks like a hero regardless of what happens.
0: Yeah, so he, he's killing it no matter what. That's that's just a given. Yeah, and I mean we've mentioned uh, it so many times on the show. This year, this year is he, he's, he's he's obviously going to come away the winner. Um, at the end of the day. Um, this is a stupid, stupid move by the NHL. They need to get around it. Hopefully, they come to the table and they put some production value around it as opposed to, let's be honest, you know, all 30 of the dudes sitting there in their undies and GM, GM basically, <laughs> basically fucking them out of their players um, that they no longer have a need or use for, um, which is, I feel like that could be great television. That's all I'm saying. That, it, could, it'd be, it'd not, it wouldn't be great television. It would be phenomenal television.
1: Love it. All right, we're going to waffle a little more on something a little more positive because thanks to my boy Brad Marchand's Hattie against the Canucks, we now have quite the logjam atop the NHL scoring ranks.
0: We do at indeed. The time,
1: at the time of reading, at the time of recording, um, you are looking at, you know, Paddy Kane and Conor McDavid are both tied on 76 points. They are. Marshy and Crosby are both on 74 points. Malkin's nipping at the heels on 72 and so on and so forth. This is the time of year traditionally where people such as ourselves go, right, here's our final submission and prediction for all the league's individual awards. We are kind of let's call a spade a spade. We're dickheads. <laughs> and we think it would we we think it would be very boring to sit here and go. We think the Hart Trophy is going to get won by Connor McDavid because he's great. Here's the but thing: of course,
0: we're not that. We're not that. This is that's not our podcast, man. We don't they do should, that. They
1: should change their name. They should be the Edmonton McDavids or the Connor Oilers because that's it. Like like Connor goes, the Oilers go.
0: Exactly, and and we're not all about that life. but us, that's, that's not our game. We don't play that way. We we're, we go against the current, um, other cliches that don't really mean anything. Um, You know what, what? Connor McDavid is is a punks analogy
1: for us here. No Danzig, no Misfits, no Connor, no Oilers. That's how important he is. We all know it. We don't need to give him a trophy for it. So what we're going to do is we're going to hand out the individual awards for the end of the season, not based on who's actually going to win them. We're going to give you a series of ridiculous scenarios and we're going to see that, uh, you know, that would ensure that our picks emerge victorious. Our picks, of course, being the ones that are going to upset everybody.
0: AKA the most stupid. So let us begin with the heart, which is obviously the MVP. Cam, everyone's drinking the Day Day Kool-Aid. My God, well, what everyone's yeah, I would drinking drink, I would like to see them drink a different Kool-Aid, though. A, a more delicious, fruity Kool-Aid. Maybe a little more sugar. I would like to see everybody ice.
1: drinking the Kool-Aid who is a member of the voting panel right <laughs> and i would l- i would like to see everyone on the voting panel drink said cool aid and go you know what get around it it's it, it's not about points it's about grit it's about and moxie yeah. and that's the that's the real
0: mvp it's about that extra stuff it's about it is about all those memes that legitimately say you the real mvp and who is our it's... mvp this year cam
1: well i think now that the oilers are finally playoff bound nobody better embodies pluck grit and moxie like Patrick Big Rig Maroon. Okay, so let's hey, say he gets boy. 25 goals and a heap of pins and everybody voting goes, you know what? Without him, the Oilers wouldn't be that good, would it? It's he that has restored respect to Oil Town. Patrick Maroon, heart trophy, suck me off.
0: <laughs> Speaking of getting sucked off, the Lady Being Sportsmanship Award obviously deserves to go oh. to Cody McLeod because having the most fights this season and... He lit up a couple of dudes the last couple of weeks. He is your man. He is, he absolutely has to take the sportsmanship trophy because without goons, where would we be?
1: Getting 14 fights in the modern NHL is quite the achievement. I think that's a very, very much the definition of sportsmanship. So I'm with you on that. Cody McLeod, 55, Get Nashville, him bang. Get him in for a guest role on the TV show, Nashville. it be great. I think he'd look
0: great in snakeskin boots. I'm on board, man. Of course, I mean... PK looks great in a hat, so it's all great. Why not? So who's taking Why the Goalie Trophy?
1: Oh, well, the Vezina is easy because things like shutouts and wins are overrated. So, you know, we don't need your Hulk Beasts and your Bobrovskis. No, nah. We're going to give it to Scott Darling. Because safe percentage is everything. He's it is everything.
0: Percentage. And I, I will fight anyone that says otherwise, Cam. It's all about safe percentage. Even if you're injured right. and you've only started four games. Fuck you.
1: All right. I'm going to take the colder one because this one's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. All right. So you need to work with me on this because this one's a real stretch. Zach Lorensky plays in Columbus. It's
0: beyond a stretch, to be honest.
1: Well, yeah, but this is more (laughs) so. So Wierenski (laughs) plays in Columbus. And Columbus, okay. Ohio is a big part of the film Zombieland. I'm with you. And because the world has real deal lost its mind. Yeah. And it's obvious that a zombie apocalypse is in, imminent.
0: Yeah. With the oil. That, that means
1: Werensky's well, yep. emergence as the Blue Jackets best defender makes him like our Pete, like uh, you know, us the people. Uh, that yes. doesn't just make him Columbus's best defender, it makes him the people's best defender against the undead. Werensky, rookie of the year. Not because he's necessarily the best hockey player, but because he's our best chance to survive the zombie apocalypse in Columbus, Ohio.
0: Yeah, you're right. That was a stretch. Um,
1: So speaking of. Work so. Work so. Great movie. (laughs) Great movie. Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson.
0: Hey, if I was to ask you this, did you recently watch Zombieland? Would your answer be yes?
1: No, I actually didn't, <laughs> but the reason I love it is because it's got the best cameo in film history, which is Bill Murray came, cameoing, cameoing, Jesus as zombie Bill Murray.
0: I know, but he's actually alive. Phenomenal. I don't think the best part of that movie is Woody Harrelson trying to get a Twinkie. Side, phenomenal oh, sidebar, by the way. Anyway, The Art Ross, which is obviously the uh, highest total points for the season. Um, this, this one is less of a stretch. Based on his overall performance, but let's just go through it. So, say Kana and McDavid roll into scoring slumps. Um, Kana maybe tries to assault a a taxi driver, maybe an Uber driver this time. Maybe again. again, Maybe Malkin trips and breaks his leg. Maybe Nikki B just decides to fuck it. I'm not going to feed OV anymore.
1: No, well, you know what? Here's, Here's what we'll do with Kane. Here's what we'll do to get Kane out of the race, right? Kane tries to assault an Uber driver and he gets his ass handed to him, which lands him on IR, meaning he doesn't score another point for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, man, I reckon an Uber driver... Well, if I was to ask you what city would this occur in, would you say Buffalo?
1: I would say there's a big chance there'd be some trouble in little Buffalo.
0: <laughs> Solid callback, by the way. Um, Solid So, callback. who Malcom, does that leave, Kane?
1: Malcolm's going to injure himself. Malcolm would injure, him, Malcolm would injure himself. By tripping on one of his custom gold chains in the shower and breaking his leg.
0: Well, he wouldn't do it at training because we obviously know he. It's very clear that Malkin does not go to training. Like, look at him. Yeah. With a so draw line like that. If, if everybody
1: who's up the top of the points pile at the moment. What we're saying essentially, they trip is going to be. Yeah, they, there's going to be a series of unfortunate events that are going to stop everybody else from scoring except so they all one man.
0: And then, who's your boy? My boy, your and... boy,
1: everyone else's boy, <laughs> the nose face killer. Brad Marshan's going to win the Art Ross, proving that every pest has his day.
0: He does. And to be fair, though, he's not far off because he's currently third with 74. So well,
1: He's actually tied to second on 74.
0: That's right. So it's not that far off. And he's sitting currently atop the goal, the goal leaderboard with 35. So listen, those of you who disagree uh, need to actually read some stats from time to time.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Hey, onto the Norris. I'm not going to pull any funny business here because I legitimately want it for Burnsy. Not because he's a clear-cut legend and deserves (laughs) it, but because last year Ottawa Senators fans got really angry at me on Twitter when I said that Drew Doughty would win, and he did. And I was saying Carlson's too offensively focused. He won't win it. I would love to see Burnsy win it for being offensively focused, just so Senators fans are further outraged saying... Well, if it's good enough for him, why isn't it good enough for Eric? Oh, Brent Burns has a beard, and he collects snakes. It's about everything other than hockey, to which we would say, certainly is, how cut are you?
0: <laughs> and the answer would be, fucking heaps. Um, fucking so, heaps. to pick up the, the Jack Adams, obviously, we've been talking about it for weeks. Ask me your boy, Torts. Anyone who has disagrees, obviously doesn't listen to this show, so move right along.
1: Uh, the Selkie, Nazim Kadri, just to upset John.
0: Which it did, by the way.
1: Oh, I'm glad I could be of assistance, and the rocket <laughs> would obviously go to Marchi as well for all the reasons that we outlined in the Art Ross, uh, the Art Ross discussion.
0: Yeah, man. So that's it's, it's an interesting spread this year. I mean, all the dudes. Speaking of the rocket, all the dudes who are in the top ten are sitting at 31 or above. Which and there's heaps of dudes who can still win it from here, like. Um, Marchi, Malkin, Pacharetti, Line, Tarasenko. There's so many. Even fucking Nikita Kucherov is some reason still playing hockey. Um, So he's still scoring goals for some ungodly reason. Cam Atkinson's in the mix. There's so many dudes who are out there um, which are very close to...
1: Um, nah, but John, sco- scoring's down in the NHL. It's not exciting anymore, mate. You've got it all wrong.
0: Cam, goalie pants. I'm telling you. <laughs> all about all the right, goalie so, pants.
1: So our recap. So Maroon for the heart. McLeod for the Bing. Keen. Darling for the Vesena, Of course. for the Calder. Marchand for the Art Ross and the Rocket. Bernsie for the Norris. Torts, Torts for the Jack yeah, Adams. Yeah. Kadri for the Selkie. Love it.
0: It all it all makes sense, my man. All of it makes sense.
1: I think I think as we near the end of our journey, our Wednesday night journey, we should give out some awards.
0: Cam, it's our journey and we'll set the tone. And you, you can take the first one because I want the bone crunchers.
1: Alright, that's all he has. All right. So our Jumbo Joe Jumbo, Legend of the Week, is Jumbo actually Legend. not technically a hockey player, nor does he have anything to do with the hockey world. That's some fictional television character, Barry Goldberg, who is the face palm worthy teenage character of the T V show the Goldbergs. Joy. Because because this week his character, who is a Flyers fanatic, unveiled a series of Philadelphia Flyers formal wear on a runway show. I know. Which was the show constantly references the Flyers and he's actually quite a good hockey player in it. But I think a Broad Street-themed runway show is too good, not to mention. And if you don't think this is hockey enough for you or this segment,
0: Stop you it. clearly
1: hate fun. I <laughs> yeah. don't hate fun, and I've got a microphone, so I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want, really. Here's fuck the thing.
0: It. Everyone hates fun. Get on board. Speaking of dudes that don't hate fun, though, oh, my God, this week's Bone Cruncher is, I guess, for two dudes because the fight was so good. But let Great me- fight. Great fight. So it was a bloody a bloody mess by the end of it. Um, to paint the picture, those of you who have not seen this fight, it was between Jacob Trouba of, of the Jets, obviously, and the Flame, Sam Bennett. And my God, the decision went to Bennett because old mate Trouba's face was literally spouting spouting blood. Trouba's white jersey was legitimately covered in about a cup and a half of blood. It was phenomenal. Left, right, left, right. It was a huge fight. Um, there was only I think it was the fight occurred with literally one second left in the period. Um, so, great way to finish off the period. Great way to throw down. And obviously, these twos equally get the bone cruncher this week.
1: Love it. Also, watching fights on ref cam. I could do that for days. More of that, please.
0: <laughs> watching them. Actually, my favorite part about ref cam is listening to them yap back at players. when they're like, oh, shit so call. Good. And they're like, how about your face? Fuck off. And they're like, huh? What?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. And the final one for this week is obviously our Andrew Shaw Shitbag of the Week award, which goes to Kyle Sheen, who is no <laughs> relation to Charlie Sheen, which but is surprising. When I, when I saw Shitbag Sheen, I'm like, oh my God, Tiger's blood. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Um, so Kyle Sheen of the Lacombe Generals, he, they're a team in the Senior AAA League in Alberta. He's landed on our list because he thought it was perfectly acceptable to elbow former Oilers fan favorite Ryan Smythe uh, in the jaw.
0: Yeah, and basically cool, knock
1: him out after he scored a goal. The cheap shot left our boy motionless on the ice. Thankfully, he appears to have recovered okay. But look around, Sheen. I don't see a Stanley Cup anywhere. You're playing senior AAA hockey in Alberta. Chill out with the dirty shit, you bum.
0: Yeah, Many. here's the thing. Someone's going to smash him next time he rolls out on the ice. So it's someone's retaliating, so it's not that bad. But still worthy winner of the shit bag of the week. Kudos.
1: John, that's about it for us. So what, what we're obviously going to do... We're going to urge you all to check out our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all of them at Podcast. Check into our website, holypuckpodcast.com. All the podcatchers are there, all six of them now, lots of news and op-ed pieces. Uh, And yeah, we're basically available anywhere. And feel free to help us out, review the shit out of these episodes, and tell your friends to listen as well.
0: Yeah, man. There's no better time to get on board. We're at episode 43. We're coming very close to the elusive 50. Uh, Make sure you check out last week's episode where we interview um, Bert, the captain of the NHL Ice Blacks. uh, The uh, the The, uh, the NHL Ice
1: Blacks, Oh, really?
0: Of course. Good on me. I'm blowing it on my own podcast of the New Zealand Ice Blacks. So make sure you get on board. Make sure you get down to the games. Um, We'll continue to pump that up. Uh, Make sure you do hit us up on all our, our socials. Cam, I think that's about it for now.
1: John, I would say that is 100% done.
0: Excellent. Well, this is episode 43 in the bank. Booze.
1: Thomas, go.